Is America's fastest growing sport actually a means of torturing the American population? And then we take a look at the story of a young mother who is one day sitting in her house all by herself when she sees something down the hallway. Something that shouldn't even exist. And finally, we travel to jolly old England to take a look at a school teacher who has a bizarre item hidden in his desk. At first inspection, it simply looks like a child's toy. But it turns out this item may alter the fabric of reality. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. This is the last week of new episodes before I take a mid-season break. I do this every summer. Long-time listeners of Dead Rabbit Radio are probably used to this at this point, but I end up taking a month off to go to Sacramento, so I will be gone. However... We will be running our Retro Rabbit episodes. I was trying to get some classic episodes done. I really want to do that, but I just I've run out of time, unfortunately. So, who knows? Maybe they'll pop up in there. Maybe they'll pop up in there. Probably not. Don't want to get your hopes up. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what I can do in this next week. I got a bunch of stuff to do. I got a bunch of stickers to send out. People are like, yeah, where's my Patreon sticker, bro? They're, they're, they're going out. They're headed out right now. Well, not right now, but they'll be out later. I'm all licking the stamps while I'm doing this episode. But someone who's always licking stamps, someone who actually is waiting for their Patreon sticker, running into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our newest Patreon supporters. Everyone give it up for JMD. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> He's all licking envelopes. He's like, this is my fetish. Thanks, Jason. JMD, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I truly do. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. JMD, go ahead and put those stamps down. I'm going to toss you a steam shovel, and you're going to be the engineer of the Carpenter Caboose. Chug, chug, chug us all the way out of Dead Rabbit Command, and take us all the way out to Washington. chug, chug, chug. Nice, leisurely train ride out to the state of Washington. Washington is not known for many things. Like, there's really nothing in the state of Washington. It's literally, I can see it outside my window. It looks just like Oregon. So nothing spectacular about that. Although Oregon is quite beautiful, but, you know, Washington's a copycat. They don't look as good. Think of think of Washington. What are the th- When you think of the state of Washington, what are the things you think of? Space Needle? That's where Twilight series takes place. And nothing else. There's nothing else notable about the state of Washington. It's just like, okay, you're one of 50, dude. You're not spectacular. Well, did you know that Washington... I didn't know this, so now there's three things I know about the state of Washington. Space Needle, Twilight. (laughs) Those are really the only things I know about the state. Twilight took place there. And it was the birthplace of pickleball. It's one of the world's pickleball. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from El Salvador. I have no idea what you're talking about. What was that weird noise today? Video game? Did Pong hack your, your setup? 
No, so the, I didn't know this was a thing either. Apparently there's this thing called pickleball, and it's a mix between... It sounds rad. Like, the way I want to describe it, it sounds pretty dope, but... It's between... <laughs> I'm that cool, I kind of built it up, and then I had to pause. I was like, I don't know if rad's the right word. It's a mix between tennis, badminton, and ping pong. And it was invented by a bunch of bored people back in the 60s in Washington. They wanted to play badminton, but they couldn't find the shuttlecock. So instead, they found like a wiffle ball. And they go, new sport, guys. New sport, new sport. And pickleball, like people played it here and there. But apparently during COVID, it really took off. Tons of people were out playing pickleball, especially older people. They're like, well, I might die. I might die at any moment. So uh, let's learn a new sport. Let's try to master a new skill. So pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America. And it's a cross between badminton, tennis, and ping pong. But you have to play it on a tennis court. Then that's a little bit lower. The ball is some weird type of ball. I don't know if they still use a wiffle ball. And they have the solid paddles like ping pong. And it's exploded over America. There was this article written in the New York Times by Andrew K. Is his name? He reporting from Arlington, Virginia. Pickleball is taking over the country. But it turns out people hate pickleball. People just despise it. They can't stand it. Now, it's not the people who are playing it, right? They're not like, oh, the eternal torment, not again this Saturday. They're all loading up their gear, putting on their clothes. They're like, I hate pickleball. The people playing pickleball love it. But if you don't play pickleball, if you live near a pickle, if you live near an active pickleball game, apparently it's the worst sound ever. I looked it up on YouTube. I was watching like pickleball games on YouTube. I can see how it gets a little annoying. It is loud. They said that pickleball is much louder than other sports. Uh, you know, other sports that would normally be held in a city park. Obviously, football. Oh, oh, get him, Johnny. Go, go all the way. Yeah. Dudes breaking their bones. They're like, coach, coach, I'm concussed. And the coach is like, I don't care. I don't care. The game just started. Get back out there, son. That'd be loud. But as far as like a game you would play at a city park, because these are being played at tennis courts around America. And generally, tennis courts are like smack dab in the middle of suburban neighborhoods. That's always been my experience. Like you just be driving around, you see a big tennis court there or a giant park right in the middle of the neighborhood. And, and tennis isn't as loud. Tennis isn't as irritating as pickleball is. Let me play you. Let me do this. I'm going to play you an audio clip. <laughs> You're like, Jason, no, please. I listen to your podcast to get away from pickleball. There's a game going on right now and I'm sitting in the middle of it. I'm the ref. I'm going to play you a clip of what pickleball sounds like. too bad right clickety clump clump dunk but the problem is is that generally speaking there's multiple games going on at once so four to six games of that Like a little sound effect they did. And 
on for hours. It goes on for hours because games will end and then those players will leave, but new players will jump in. So for hours, you have the just going over and over and over again. And they said that they've they, this is a big issue. People have gone out and they've like tested the decibels that people tested in a beer plugs and they're like oh, i want to blow my brains out so i'm just going to stand here with this little radio device to tell me that it's 70 decibels the average game of pickleball they said that 60 decibels is the sound of a washing machine these are 70 decibels and you can and that's at 100 feet away it's 70 decibels for hours all that and generally, neighborhoods have a decibel rating of about 50. So pickleball is taking over America. People in the neighborhoods hate it. There's a lot of distress caused by this game. But the funniest thing about all this, first off, I don't, I don't live near one. I wouldn't apparently be able to do a podcast if I did. But this article written by Andrew K. did this. He was interviewing people, right? He's a journalist. That's what, that's what his job is. And he got these quotes from people who live in pickleball areas who live next to a pickleball court we have quote it's like having a pistol range in your backyard he's not bragging that would actually be kind of cool <laughs> shooting stuff all day long no it's like having a pistol range in your backyard not that he has one that's what john mancini 82 years old said um clint ellis 37 had a more descriptive quote quote it's a torture technique <laughs> because here's the thing you're sitting there all day long in your house you're like hey boss do you have any more work to do i really really need the overtime do you need no more money no i just don't want to be at home uh i feel like i'm in guantanamo pay i feel like it's driving me mad hours upon hours of dunk, 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 dunk. debbie nagel 67 years old said quote living here is hell but all of those quotes as funny as they are as much as it makes me want to start playing pickleball honestly just to drive people mad the best quote was this this came from someone named dan laverry who lives in west lynn virginia i believe is where they got this if this story is true it's both sad and hilarious at the same time this is an actual quote from the new york times quote one of our neighbors who lived directly across from the courts and was dying from cancer, noted the... <laughs> noted... <laughs> okay. One of our neighbors who lived directly across from the courts and was dying from cancer noted the pickleball noise was worse than his cancer. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at the cancer, right? That's pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad, because you often hear stuff like that. People, Man, that movie's worse than cancer. Now this guy's like, and I actually have cancer. I'm slowly dying as cancer is killing me. And that noise is worse than cancer. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty damning review, right? A lot of people would say, I'd rather eat glass than watch another episode of Game of Thrones or whatever. But no one ever does. I'm always so disappointed. I was like, oh, really? Here's a box set of season, what was the last season? The one everyone hated. Here's a box set of season seven. And here's a plate of broken glass. <laughs> like, I was just being, I was just exaggerating, you moron. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to eat glass. I'm actually very careful not to say stuff like that. Like, I'd rather fall off a ladder than watch an episode of Big Bang Theory. I won't say that because it's obviously 
not true. It's obviously not true. And eventually someone's going to call my bluff. Luckily, no one I know actually ever watched an episode of Big Bang Theory, so that would require them to go out and get a box DVD set. And nobody wants to take it that far. But Pickleball, back to Pickleball, is it truly a torture technique? Is it a way to destroy the American psyche? Probably not. I don't know if there's any sinister designs behind it, but it would make sense if you want. I have a I have a conspiracy theory. You can believe that. I have a conspiracy theory. I think the reason why they do road construction. I notice this a lot of time in Sacramento. I don't notice it much up here, but they always do road construction all across the city, pretty much at the same time of the year. And you go, well, Jason, that's when because that's the best weather. But Sacramento was never the rainiest place to begin with. I think they do road construction at particular times. I do think they plan it out to um, lock people in. I think it actually is a government tool to stress out their population. They'll take a four-lane road and narrow it down to like a one-lane road. It's always like this insane thing. And every day you're trying to get to work, everyone's cramped in and grumpy and mad and it's hot. They always do it on the hottest days. And then they do it for, like, weeks on end, and then when they're done, you don't really notice a difference. Sometimes you will actually see, like, wow, they widened this road out, but now we have five lanes instead of just four. But a lot of times they do this long construction stuff, road construction, and then you don't even really notice a difference. I think it's a tool for the government to stress you out. I, I think that there are a lot of little things like that. Why would the government want to stress you out, you ask? Well, you know, there's a ton of reasons, but I think mostly just to distract you. If you're really irritated about the road crew stuff, you probably aren't, you know, paying attention to other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the second part of that conspiracy theory. There'd have to be a reason why they'd want to do it. Maybe just to be jerks. Maybe the government, which I believe that too, the government just kind of wants to keep you down, man. But anyways, that's my conspiracy theory. Is paddleball a version of that, but for people who live next to tennis courts? I don't know, but I'm going to become part of that conspiracy myself. I'm going to go undercover, but not on the side of the good guys. I'm going to go on the side of the the guys who play pickleball super loud. I'm like, 24-hour pickleball tournament? Is that what you just said? Let's go, gentlemen. Let's do this. They're like, no. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. JMD, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the Jason Jalopy. We're leaving behind the birthplace of Pickleball. Drive us all the way out to a house in the suburbs. <laughs> My buddy Mason, longtime Dead Rabbit Radio supporter and one of the mods over on the Patreon Discord, he said we should have a t-shirt design contest. Have you guys sent in designs for t-shirts and the money goes to charity or something like that <laughs> i kind of was like oh, is the charity me the t-shirt design contest that was his idea and we may do that but i think i'm gonna piggyback on that i'm thinking now what if we just did a pickleball tour people are like what in the world is going what is this dead rapper radio presents 24-hour pickleball they're like, I understand those individual words, but I don't understand what that means. What in the world is Dead Rabbit Radio presents 24-hour pickleball. <laughs> okay, that's what I want a shirt. I want a shirt of that. Anyways, anyways, we're, we're, we're working on that. We may end up doing a t-shirt design contest because you guys are really talented. And yeah, I guess I guess it would go to charity. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I'm like, oh. I think it's so funny he brought that up.
And I'm sitting here, I'm like, hmm, what's for dinner? Boxed spaghetti or boxed spaghetti? <laughs> okay, apparently I'm rich enough to, to, to not get money anymore. But anyways, anyways, I guess that's a sign of success. Anyways, we're in the, uh, we're in this uh, house. We're in this house we're supposed to be at for this story. <coughs> the story was posted... We don't have an exact time period, but the person who posted it said this happened recently. That was it was just kind of a catch-all. So we're not talking years and years ago. She's posting it on behalf of her mother. And we're gonna go ahead and call her mother Monica, who's in her late 40s. Monica's in her late 40s. Now Monica has had some paranormal stuff happen throughout her life. When she was a child. Her house was next to a cemetery, or near a cemetery. I don't want to overstate it. Her house was near a cemetery, and sometimes late at night, Monica would wake up and she would hear the sounds of children playing in her closet. That's The little creep factor went up there, right? Like, if you heard ghost children in the cemetery, you're going to have a hard time going back to sleep with that, too, but... You're hearing children play in your closet. Definitely creepy. As an adolescent, Monica and her cousin played with the Ouija board. And it their separate houses, they didn't live together. At their own separate houses, they saw red glowing eyes coming from inside their closets. It's it, The closet is such an interesting thing. Obviously, I have a haunted closet. I've talked about that in the past. I'll put that episode in the show notes, but there's more than one. Closets are a weird gateway. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, a skeptic would go, well, because it's dark and it's spooky, and when you look into the dark, your eyes can play tricks on you and stuff like that. But it just does seem to be a universal portal. I don't know why. That would actually be interesting to look in from a just a, a overall view of why is it that closets are like this. So Monica gets older, though. She has those paranormal experiences. Monica's older. When she has her first child, not the daughter who put this story online, but her first child, we'll just go ahead and call her Sammy. We don't have a name for her. When Sammy was two, two years old, Monica would see Sammy walking down the hall holding her hand up. But not like straight up in the air like she's trying to get a teacher's attention. She kind of has it angled out as if she was holding the hand of an adult. And they were walking down the hallway together. But there was no adult there. There was no adult there. Sammy was just walking down the hallway by herself, but her hand was at that kind of angle there. Up in the air, kind of angled as if you were holding onto the hand of a taller adult. And she would do this more than once. Monica asked Sammy about what was going on, and Sammy said that her friend, this was her friend, named Kilia. Kilia. And Sammy goes, yeah, it's my friend. It's a man. Well, kind of. The kid's all confused. Are there people like this, Mommy? Do these people exist? Because I see him. He had a human body and a horse head. And so we have this human, half human, half horse, phantom, whatever, however you want to describe this, wouldn't necessarily 
That's what's interesting. It wouldn't necessarily be a ghost. Ghosts are either human, sometimes animal. Ghosts rarely take the form of some sort of mutant. So spirit, demon, entity, whatever, Kilia, horse head, human body. And the other notable thing about this phantom figure was that it hated Monica's husband. Sammy goes, it hates dad. It doesn't like dad at all. I mean, you know, that's alarming, right? The best case scenario is your two-year-old daughter hates hates her dad. And she somehow, this is her way of getting it off of her chest. She's like, well, mom won't like me if I say I hate dad. But what if I invent a creature from beyond? It's all a cover story to just say how much I hate my father. That's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is there's some sort of entity in your house who hates your husband and the father of your children. So just weird stuff like that. And then you have the standard scene shadow figures in the house. Sometimes Monica would see mist from nowhere, just kind of like this ethereal fog leading out of her bedroom. And this seemed to not be like a daily occurrence. Remember, it started when she was a kid. Now she's in her late 40s. And she's had all of these different events. Bibles. This is something that happened to both her and her husband. I guess the Bibles would come flying off of the shelf every once in a while. That's alarming. Right? I mean, if it was a Sweet Valley Twins book flying off your shelf, that would just be annoying. It would be scary, right? But if it's a Bible, you're like, okay, that's a little more intense. Oh no, it threw down my copy of The Hobbit. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be as scary. But anyway, so all of this stuff is just a total view of a paranormal life. As Dr. Kelly Schutz, I think that's the name of her book. Dr. Kelly Schutz is a paranormal researcher that I've become friends with. So that's all well and good. The reason why we're talking about this now is because of what Monica's daughter recently posted. Monica's daughter goes online by the name QT Junes. And she said, recently, my mother, who's had a long history of paranormal activity in her house, was home alone. So right there, she's really kind of testing fate, right? That, that Those aren't standard haunting stuff. That's a lifelong uh, haunting stuff. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to stay home alone today. Let's see how this works. She's sitting at home alone and she hears something in the laundry room. And so she looks over, right? You're, you're going to have a natural reaction to that. You hear something fall down. You hear the sound of a Bible hitting the wall. She's like, I know what that noise sounds like. Heard it many times before. She's sitting there. She hears a sound in the laundry room. You instinctively are going to look down the hallway to the laundry room. And she sees... Something peeking around the corner. She looks down the hallway to see what made the noise in the laundry room. At a corner in the hallway, something's peeking around, staring back at her. Uh, She knows she's home alone. She knows that this can't be any of her family members. But she knows that this thing's staring at her from down the hallway has Monica's face. What we're looking at here is a story of degrees. Shadow people, creepy. Children playing in your closet, spooky. But something wearing your face 
that's mind-breaking. That's really when you start to think, like, what is the limit of what is going on? It's wearing my face. It has my face. You have to start thinking about things like, does this thing want to replace me? This is way different than hearing little kids giggle in your closet late at night. Yes, that's terrifying. But this thing, is it trying to replace her? Is that its ultimate goal? Has it in the past fooled her family members? Or is it planning to fool the family members in the future? There is such a level of sinisterness and mystery about this. Even the most hardened paranormal researcher would have a hard time dealing with this. And here's the thing. It would be one thing. I was on a nightly incursion excursion. I was hanging out with some friends one night. I'll put the episode in the show notes. Steve, Mauricio, my brother. We almost got in a fight. I almost got in a fight, to be fair. I almost got in a fight with a bunch of kids. Kids leave. I have to go to the bathroom. I go around the corner of a building. I'm peeing on the wall. And my buddies come running up and they're like, what, what? I was like, dude, what are you guys doing? And they said that they had heard me screaming for help. They thought that those kids had doubled. We were all in our 20s. I say kids because we were kids, but some kids in their 20s and we were in our 20s. They thought they doubled back and jumped me. This voice fooled them, even fooled my brother, my friends for years. They thought that I was in trouble. I wasn't. I wouldn't, didn't want anyone to come over where I was at. I was peeing on the side of a building. But here's the thing with that story, as weird as that story is, it happened at a neutral location. We'd been here before. We thought the area was haunted. That's why we were out there this particular night. But it wasn't at home. It wasn't in a place where I'm supposed to feel safe. You know what I mean? That's that's what makes this even more terrifying. It's wearing her face in her home. And you have to start to ask those questions. Why? Is it doing it to replace me? Is it doing it to psychologically torture me? Is it planning on fooling family members? Has it fooled them in the past? Have my children and my husband had conversations with this thing thinking it was me? If it can copy her face, you have to imagine it can copy your voice. It's far easier to be a impersonator, a vocal impersonator, where you're like, Hey, boo-boo, it's, it's time for the picnic basket. Obviously, Yogi Bear was not in the studio. <laughs> as much fun as that would be, it's much easier for me to do that. Heidi ho it's Kermit the Frog. Okay, so my impersonations aren't the best, okay? They're not fantastic. But it's much easier for me to go Heidi ho than to look like Kermit the Frog myself. It's a giant, it's a giant Kermit the Frog. It's much easier to imitate a voice. Hey, boo-boo. Than it is to dress up like Yogi Bear. And convincingly. Like, wait a minute. I dress up, I'm two-dimensional. I'm like, help, help, I'm stuck. I have no sides but the one you can see. 
If you can mimic her face, you have to imagine I can mimic her voice. So what is the end goal? Super creepy. And she did tell her daughter, don't tell dad about this. He won't believe me. He doesn't believe any of this stuff. Even though we've had Bibles fly off the shelf, I can't tell him because he won't believe me. And it does, you know, to someone who's not into the paranormal, it sounds completely unbelievable. But to people who are into the paranormal, doppelgangers are a thing. So what is this? What's its motive? And again, this isn't like a one-off thing. Like this has been, it seems to be building up to this. Is it a separate spirit from all the other things that have plagued this household? Who knows? We, we, that's the thing. We don't know a lot about it. But imagine seeing something with your face in your house. Imagine seeing something with your face in your house. I did have that story. I know I told some of these stories over and over again. But one day I came home to my apartment when I lived in Sacramento. I walked in the door and I was sitting on the couch. And I saw myself. And then he got up off the couch, or I got up off the couch. I don't even know how. To, and we kind of walked towards each other. And, the, and then I don't remember. I think I, I don't remember what happened. I woke up in bed with myself. I was like, wow. That escalated quickly. And quite excitingly. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened after that. I think I just. I don't remember. That place was pretty haunted too. But see, also though, I don't get sit around and go, hmm, which is the real me? It's just what it was some weird event that happened to me. But <laughs> you're saying you saw yourself on the couch, and you're just like, well, whatever. Ooh, new episode of Spawn on HBO. I gotta watch this. Um, this happened a long time ago. Not that it matters. You're like, not that it matters. It was just weird. I guess it was. A weird thing and a series of weird things. I didn't, I never chalked it up to anything sinister. But at the same time, he wasn't like hiding. <laughs> like stuck in between. He's like stuck under a little coffee table. He's like, ah, this is a bad hiding spot. And I'm like, what are you doing down there, bro? Why do you think you could hide under the coffee table? I don't know. He was sitting on the couch. Like that's the most comfortable place in that apartment. He wasn't, like, hiding down the hallway, which it would be more terrifying. It would absolutely be more terrifying, but we don't know why it was doing these things. My doppelganger, again, I, I always figured it was more, if anything, a weird, like, Mandela effect interdimensional thing. I don't think it was some force imitating me. This one seemed like it was trying to hide. But again, remember, it made the noise. The, the way we got to think of the story is it made the noise in the laundry room to draw attention so she would look down the hallway and see it, which again adds a layer of sinisterness to it. And guys, I think that's all we're going to have time for today. I spent a little too much time talking about that pickleball article. You're like, Jason, that was not true crime conspiracy or paranormal. Yeah, but I thought it was funny. So JMD, we're going to have you back for tomorrow's episode so we can get you in the carpenter copter. I want to make sure that everyone gets a chance to fly in that beloved vehicle. But tomorrow, we're headed off to Indiana. And you go, what? That state's lamer than Washington. Well, that's what I thought, too, until I found some of the most bizarre ghost stories take place in Indiana. And we're going to take a trip through that state. An interactive trip 
through the ghostly abodes of Indiana. But that is a story for tomorrow's episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.